Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Oh, we got a tremendous show for you today. I'm so, so pleased that this uh, young lady is here. She is remarkable. She's done so many things in her life. And um, we're going to talk about all of that, but mostly we're going to talk about the last seven years because she's uh, been a um, a singer, a songwriter. She does has done a lot of blues. Uh, she's written written songs, and she's done a lot of work in that area. She also was a is a life coach and worked with. Um, very successful business people and built a successful business doing that. And so her name is Juniper Jillian Joy, you formerly known in the music world as uh, Tammy Shannon. So you may recognize that name from the past, but she's moved to, into this and she's also now an author. She's written a great book that's called um, The First Story of Intentions, and it's all about her healing her inner child that has taken a, a good portion of her life to be able to do. And with that, uh, Juniper, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello. I'm very welcome to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you are so welcome. And you are, I, I got I to gotta name drop this because it's important. You are, are you in Nashville? I am. I am in Franklin, which is about 11 miles south of Nashville. It's and she, <laughs> yes, and being the music person that she is, she is doing, you know, I, I just love the fact that you are, keep reinventing yourself. We and should all, you know, we, we should never get stagnant, you know. You do a great job of that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. But, uh, you know, when I, when I tell people, when people read my resume, it's kind of like, it looks like I can't keep a job. But it's not that. It's that I'm doing I'm doing things that I love and and changing, like you're doing. It doesn't feel like work when you love what you do. That's exactly right. You know, that's, ex that's exactly right. And you are brilliant at what you do, and uh, your book is is being received very well. When did it come out, by the way? Uh, it's been out, I think, about two, maybe eight or nine weeks now. And have one. you heard? I normally speaking, they don't tell you anything about how <laughs> it's going or anything uh, real early. Have they said anything? They have. It's actually going really well. Uh, I'm actually getting um, messages, uh, testimonials from people that about the changes that they they've experienced. So it's really, it, it's just been a blessing. I, I'm very excited to see you know, more to come. <laughs> it's remarkable because that's the whole reason I know that you did this book yeah. is that if you could, if you could impact a person's life. So when you get these emails and they're, they're telling you how much it's meant to them, it yeah. brings a tear to your eye, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. It's, it's more than that. It's like, I feel like I'm experiencing it with them. Because literally, my my book, The First Story of Intentions, is the introduction to the inner child for every reader. Because that is the most misunderstood part of our body, our being, our very essence of ourselves. And it's been a it's really been amazing because I'm it's not really my story. It is my story, but it's all of our story. You know, it's for it's every one of us. It doesn't matter. I've just had a lot of things happen to me early in life that, you know, if we know of someone that fits every single character and some people may, as what's been amazing is that some people read it and they start out feeling like they're one of the characters <laughs> and then they're like, oh my gosh, I changed over to that one. And, you know, and it's really been interesting. One uh, a lady um, that wrote me, her name is Jeannie, and she's such a sweet, she's, I believe she's in her 70s, and she is a book author now, this lady is a book author, and she wrote about healing her inner child, and she wrote me this beautiful message, and she said, 
I, she said, I thought that when I wrote my story that I was done, you know, I was finished healing and I was over. And she said, I realized, she said, I really, I really, Sarah got on my nerves in the beginning. And I asked her, I said, and it was a beautiful, and I, I asked her, I said, I said, do you mind telling me why? What made you feel that way? And she said, because she was so happy. And she said, all I felt was shame and guilt from the way I treated my inner child. And she said, as I read and went through the book, I understood what you were telling us was that the inner child is all about peace, love, and joy. That's the part of us that when it's healthy, the rest of us can have peace, love, and joy because we're in tune. We are toned and attuned. And she just wrote me this beautiful, you know, wrote, we wrote back and forth to each other. And it was just beautiful. So it, she shared her story and it was amazing. Why do you think it is that since this is really is, and you're right. I mean, you've talked with doctors and educators and, and lots of people about about our inner child and how it works. Why do you think so many people still dismiss it as not being real? And, and, or they look at it as something that, that is more real than they are. Absolutely. They either overinflate it or they underestimate it. And what's interesting is in both ways, it's completely the inner child is the most misunderstood part of our being. And the simple way to put it is, you know, and I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know why God didn't have but one son? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what I, do you think? I, I think probably because one was enough. Well... You know, he realized, God realized he's so big that he could put a part of himself in every one of us. And that is our inner child. That is the part of us oh, that yeah. keeps us as humble as a little child. And when we are connected to our inner child, we are unified and connected with God. I mean, I'm telling you, it's God and I are inseparable. Because I am constantly, I, I, er, I learned early on when I was traveling the world, I learned that I had to begin to heal my body because what happens is, so a parent, do you have children, Kevin? Oh, yes. I've got two boys. Okay. So when your boys were little and they come up and they go, daddy, 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 daddy. <laughs> and you're like. I'm talking to your mommy right now. So you so you you kind of go away from them because you're having an, an adult conversation or you're talking to friends that are over and you're ignoring them. Well, what happens is they just go away, right? Well, the inner child is very similar. The inner child is telling us, don't do that. That's dangerous. Don't do that. You're causing me not to trust you. Don't do that. You're going to add trauma to your, that choice is going to add trauma to us. And we're going to have bigger problems, bigger fish to fry over here. And sure enough, they don't listen because the inner child stops talking. And most people literally live with their inner child, fragmented from their inner child. I mean, in therapy about the inner child, the first thing when you're sitting with someone, the first thing that, that I would say is, where is your little child? Where is your inner child right now? When you talk about your your inner child, when you, what is the voice? Where do you hear the voice from? And is it louder or softer than the other voice, the other people? It's very, it's very soft. It's very gentle. Like it, it, and really to me, it's like, it's a younger version of God's voice. You know, it's like when you, so as an example, so if you say, here's one, Kevin, would you like a drink? A drink of what? Would you like a drink of water? Yes, I would. I'll have a drink of coffee right here. Yeah, have a drink of coffee. See, 
to be able to give yourself something that you want feels really good. Yes. Right? So the inner child, the communication, what happens when we have trauma, emotional trauma, that where we then we start thinking, overthinking, overprocessing everything, right? We get in our head. And when we're in our head, we're not connected. We're cutting, we're decapitating our flow. We're shutting off our throat chakra and we're not allowing the flow. When this happens, what happens to the body is you can't feel what you need. And as an example, where I could be uh, out somewhere and be with friends and all of a sudden something doesn't feel right. Someone comes up and I don't feel like I'm necessarily in a safe and nurturing place. I check with myself and I say, are we feeling all right? And I'm listening. And sometimes the inner child, it, it, when you begin, you have to invoke it because we're all conditioned to believe certain things about ourselves. And I know from firsthand, I stopped listening to my inner child because I didn't understand it either. You know, we, we're not taught who we are or why we're born. We're taught all the distractions when we're sitting in class and learning to read and write. We're learning things that some will use. Some are just distractions. It's like we, we extract 80% of what we get and toss 20%, right? Or sometimes we extract 20 and we throw away 80 because some of it may not pertain to us. Well, it's really interesting because the inner child is the very part of us that allows us to connect with the rest of our, our nervous system, our, our every part of our body, even our behavior. It, it runs our entire system when something's off. So the first thing that happens when you have emotional trauma and you stop listening you get numb, emotionally numb, like I did. I shut out. I wasn't listening to anything because I felt safer not feeling anything than to feel. Right. Which really magnified after my mother passed. It was just traumatic for me. And some people use alcohol or drugs or Absolutely. whatever to, to numb themselves out so that they don't have to feel. They self-medicate and they people. So one of two things happens with emotional trauma. So the first thing is people who have emotional trauma, they go one of two ways. There's a split. It's like the Y in the road, the crossroad. They either go to physical intimacy is the best way to say it. And they rely on adults go to sex for this need because that's the only time they feel anything. While people like me, I went and became a workaholic and there are, and literally there's no in between you're either going to go toward the you know left or you're going to go right i preferred to be a workaholic i found the distraction of work very healthy for me you know mm -hmm. so what happens when you're maneuvering in your you know your crossroad you know something's not right because you don't feel right you know you're not you don't feel whole so if you ignore your emotions long enough, you're going to start overthinking. And if you're in and if you're thinking, you're not thankful. You can't be thankful and be thinking. Now, there's a T-shirt. That's right. It <laughs> is. And I'm making those, believe it or not. So yeah. it's really. Yeah, I am because it's Good. really important because and there's a gratitude that, that I always say, and it's. I'm not thinking, I'm thankful. And that's the truth. If we're in our head, but when we, so if we don't listen to our emotions, if we don't leave when we don't feel good, you know, and something happens, you know, and goes badly, we beat ourselves up. We have self guilt because we knew we didn't feel right about staying there, see? And it's like, you need to go. This happened to one of my girlfriends and, and, you know, it just was a very uncomfortable situation. And then second thing is you start overthinking. You're processing. You're in your head. You can't you're not forgiving yourself because you're rolling it over and over and over and reprocessing. 
You're regurgitating rotten fruit in your own head, telling yourself bad things, beating yourself up. And you do that for a prolonged period of time. What's going to happen is your physical body will start to have issues. When I was in my past life, you know, in my state of trauma, every five years I had a major health issue crisis, actually. I almost died four times. I'm glad you didn't. I almost died four different times because I was completely ignoring everything. And your your body will start screaming, hey, you're not paying attention over here. So to come back, what I teach is some fun stuff. So I go in my closet. You know, I would ask God, I'd say, how do I communicate with my inner child? (laughs) And God would say, just call her name and, you know, just say your name and play game. And I'm like, what game? And he said, you love clothes. Let's go to your closet. So I would, I would go in my closet and I'd say, and that's what I learned to do. I was like, do you want to drink a water? What do we want for dinner? I would literally ask everything as if my little three-year-old inner child self was standing beside me. So I would treat myself like that. And I don't go anywhere and I don't do anything. If if I were holding my infant child, inner child self, and I was holding an infant, I asked myself, would I leave my infant self in the care of this person, this group of people? Would I take this child there? And if the answer is no, I don't go. If the answer is yes, I'm like, okay, we're going to go then, you know, because it's we are to protect it because what happens is when we have trauma, that spirit, and that's what the inner child is. It is our spirit. It is our inner child spirit. It is the spirit that connects us to our warrior spirit and unlocks the key to our beautiful gifts as we awaken these one gift after that just keep coming. The more you use, the more you use them, the more you get. It's amazing. It's unstoppable. Exactly. Now, I got a question for you because there are some people, you know, when we talk about trauma, and we talk about major trauma for folks. And most of the time we talk about physical abuse or, or, or mental abuse or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it can happen even in a most subtle way. Absolutely. Uh, my uh, mother-in-law was adopted. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in 1930, when she was born, adoption worked way differently than it does now. Right. Yeah. You can quite literally go and buy a baby. Um, because, because, you know, uh, it, it was a 16 year old girl was the mom or whatever. Right. And so she spent her whole life. She was adopted as a baby and yeah. she found out years later that her mother was a 16 year old single girl who had no choice but to give her up for adoption. But she played it in her head yeah. that because she was adopted, her mom didn't love her. And nobody cared for her and her adopted family, which was really large and really a loving group of people. She shunned because, oh, they can't possibly love me. What would you give the advice to that little girl to get her out of that so that she could? Because she ended up living her life less than because that was always in the forefront of her mind. And so how, how would you advise her to deal with her inner child so that she could she could get past that you know i was literally just talking to someone about that very thing emotional trauma the first thing the first sign is someone that doesn't feel that they are good enough that is the number one sign is that they don't feel like they're good enough what i do is i i wrote a an unconditional love parable and I wrote a song that is called Won't Let Me Down. <laughs> and what I did for me when I was feeling like her, and I would I would be happy to send them to you, really. Uh, and what I did was I, I looked in the mirror when I wrote this song. I was really not in a good way. 
and what I teach them, it's what I have found is it's really difficult to look in the mirror at yourself and tell yourself you love yourself. It's really hard. And you know what? It's very hard. It's one of the hardest things that someone with emotional trauma ever has to do. And if someone ever wants to wonder if they have emotional trauma or not, go to a mirror and be serious and stand there. And I would recommend for this young lady, your sister, I would recommend that she goes to go to a, a mirror and stand in the mirror and look deeply into her own eyes and say this mantra, I'm aware of unconditional love. I ask for unconditional love. I accept unconditional love. I act with unconditional love and I allow unconditional love. I had to say that for myself I don't know how many times a day, literally. And if she will get something that she thinks that she loves the smell of, she can imprint her brain. She can imprint herself with positivity and flip the fear and the negative thoughts into positivity by saying the unconditional love mantra. And as she says, I'm aware of unconditional love. I accept unconditional love. Isn't that something? So while she says the unconditional love mantra, she takes the smell every time. And what you're doing is you're imprinting your brain. She, it could be a food she likes, like a strawberry. Like strawberries have a really nice smell. She could smell it and then bite into it. <clears throat> and then she's got this amazing imprint of smell and taste. And you're imprinting your brain. And what you're doing is you are creating neurogenesis in your own mind intentionally. So Maybe you're changing. You're really changing the neural pathways of your brain. By yep. by doing by doing that, and and that's where affirmations come from. That's why Absolutely. they're important. yes. Anytime. So so another thing that someone who is emotionally traumatized and is coming from the place of not enough, if they anytime they say I am, see I use I use a powerful tool called it's I I can because I am. I can trust myself because I am self-aware. See, it's like so many power statements. So anytime you say I am, you're speaking directly to and with your subconsciousness. You're empowering it, immediately locking it in. The words I am <clears throat> engages your subconsciousness. And anytime you do that, you're firing positive neurons, which shut off the blood flow to the negative neurons and reroute positivity throughout your brain. I completely rewired my own brain with neurogenesis <laughs> naturally. So, so to be clear, if, but at the same time, if you say, mm -hmm. as an example, years ago, I used to use uh, what I would call self-deprecating humor. Oh, that's hard. That's so tough. I would make fun of myself and as being a humorous thing. Hmm. But so when you say I am stupid or I am oh. ugly or no. I am not, not, not good You're enough. You're doing right the opposite. You're feeding yourself. I call it rotten fruit. If, if a stranger were to come up and say that to you, if a stranger came up and said to me, Juniper, you're ugly. You're mean. You're this and that. And I'd say, darling, I'm sorry you feel that way about yourself. Because what's in the heart comes out the mouth. And what people say to other people is how they feel about themselves. So I don't take anything that anyone says personally because I understand where it's coming from. You know, it, anything that people say out their mouth, they 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 put. They project <laughs> and vomit, you know, what's in the heart. And unfortunately, if they've been feeding themselves rotten fruit, 
and allowing other people to talk to them that way, then you have, if you have, it's like drips of water. If you have enough people tell you throughout your life that you're not enough or your beginning started with your own mother that under whatever circumstances could not keep you, that's a tough place to start because your trauma goes all the way back to birth. I know I had to resolve the same issue because my own father rejected me at birth. They thought I was gonna be a boy and my father told my mother they were gonna put me up for adoption. I'm not joking. I'm dead serious because my father wanted a boy. And my mother, my mother didn't tell me the whole story but when I was during my meditations in, in the beginning, I literally, God took me all the way back to my birth and I experienced it and I, I reversed it because I was in that room and I heard him say, well, we're putting this baby up for adoption. We're not keeping this one. And my mother said, and the, the nurse, which was the, the, my mother's OBGYN, it was his daughter. And she said, I want to adopt her. And my mother said, that's not happening. My father left and went and got drunk and was gone. And I was in that room you know, med I was meditating inside myself and I held my infant self. So this is what I would ask your sister to do. Is I could take your sister back to that moment at her birth. And deliver that beautiful baby herself into her arms. And let her say, I love you. See, I, I had to say I was Tammy then. And I said, Tammy, I love you. You are safe. You are nurtured. And no one's ever going to hurt you again. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I had to keep telling myself that. And you know, when I came out of my meditation, it was over. I never, ever had the feeling I wasn't enough again. Ever. It took care of it. And that's what I do for clients that are in that situation i take isn't, them back to their birth and we we i give them a rebirth isn't it amazing that when we think in terms of you know being born and growing up and in the years one through five and very few of us remember a whole lot about that time i know and but but deep down in our subconscious we remember everything yeah so we, we remember do. when we were infants and and we could he and we could feel the negative emotions. Absolutely, uh, we didn't understand what was happening. And and I want to clarify: I don't do it. God does it. I just I'm go I'm a vessel. Let me just clear that up. I want to make sure I'm very clear on that. But it's really important because when we are infants, what people don't understand is that. Our super wise subconsciousness, like I do it, I do this thing. So I love that you bring these things out in me. <laughs> these are, my, yeah, I get to tell my tricks. These are really amazing, creative, fun ways that I, I teach people about how powerful they are. So I tell everyone, I'm like, okay, here's your assignment. You're going to go into a hotel or a restaurant you've never been in before. You're going to walk in there. You Before you walk in the door, you're going to put your timer on your phone for 60 seconds. And you're going to go in the door and you're going to look around and you're going to just like bring it all in. Just soak it all up. And then you're going to walk out. When the timer goes off, you're going to turn it and walk out that door. Don't linger. Now stand outside that door and ask yourself, what was the biggest picture on the wall? What was in it? Now, your consciousness and your logic will have no idea. But guess what? Ask your subconscious. It'll tell you because it gathered everything from that 60 seconds. It is brilliant. Our minds are so 
incredibly powerful. I mean, it's a power. We are a powerhouse. It's, it is amazing that your subconscious can can remember exact things. Uh, from, and and that, that's why, you know, and, and I'm not sure if you are have worked with hypnosis before, but that's why when somebody goes deep into hypnosis, they they can remember everything verbatim as it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it really I haven't done it myself. I, I've not had to because I want to be present, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do have a friend that what he does, he um, he hypnotizes people to heal their inner child. He does what you're saying. And he himself, what's amazing was he he does the hypnosis on other people. But until he read my book, he didn't understand why he felt he had this thing. And what was amazing when we we he was part of a case study and wow he he's a he's a brilliant mind anyway and he's also in the financial industry too so he's a left brain right brain person but it's interesting because he said his whole life he felt he had a fear of abandonment and he never understood why and he said until he read my book the first story of intentions and he said juniper what happened to me was it took me back to when my mother was had just told me she was pregnant with my little brother and she was trying she was so afraid that she was she didn't want me to feel abandoned you know by when the new baby came that she gave him a baby doll but her fear was so big and enormous it's like your intention is like uh, an ant but your fear is like gigantic and guess what mm, you you your children are so smart they feel if you're in a house that's bickering and arguing your children know and your children know your heart you don't have to tell them anything that's why they run away and play stay away from you you know, as well when my when I was having a bad day, my kids were like, "I'm out of here." You know, <laughs> my girls were gone. Oh, I can't but, imagine you having a bad day. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I tell you, I inner my issue was I didn't I internalized it. Sure. I internalized all of my pain. And that's why it came out as major health issues. Every five years, it was religious. Mm, there was. And well, now, I'm, I'm glad that you're all done with that now. Absolutely. And <laughs> you're you're doing you're doing some remarkable work, and um, it's it's really cool. By the way, we're talking with Juniper Jillian Joy, and go to Juniper Jillian joy.com that's jillian with a j so it's jjj um and uh, juniper jillian joy.com and you can get her book the uh, story of intentions which is a big that's the first story of intentions, story of intentions. Right? Mm-hmm. yes it, which is a uh it's it's a brand new release and it's just coming out, and it's been out uh, a couple of months, yeah. but it's c- c- doing very, very well. And uh, I just, I just love the fact. I, I got to ask you though, <laughs> because you were a singer, you were a songwriter, you were in, you were in Nashville, you were singing the blues, you were, and then, and then you started working with financial people and stuff like that. What was it about you that kept you? wanting to explore more because a lot of people would say you know i'm a singer i'm a songwriter and that's good enough or i'm a financial wizard and that's good enough what kept you wanting to explore more because i think a lot of people they stop rather than keep going what kept you going well uh in the beginning um i i've always known music was going to be a big part of my life i mean from the time i was a little girl um, it's always, I've been singing since I was three, literally. Um, but I, I, I really, where most people really explore, you know, other things. I love knowledge. I love to learn. I love to read. Um, I've spent most of my life reading on average a book a week. Uh, it's just, and it's how I raised my daughters and, 
you know, they, they still love to read really often. And it's amazing. But what I have learned is that I, so my mother had a numbers gift and I got to a place where I got so sick of being lied to. And, you know, in the music industry, you know, it's, it's a tough industry to be in, especially, oh, yeah. you know, as a woman and a teenager at that, you know, uh, starting. But what I learned was I am very good at numbers and numbers don't lie. And I realized I needed to do something that didn't lie to me. And <laughs> seriously. So I went, I went back to school and for business marketing and finance. And just kept going back to school because what I learned was working for myself. I worked for a Fortune 500 company for almost five years. And when they did not, um, they had a lack of integrity. So I realized if they had a lack of integrity to me, they were going to have a lack of integrity to my clients. So I left and started my own practice and um, never looked back. And what I loved about that was if I if my clients had the need, I could go get it. And I I was a personal producing and uh, uh, MGA master general agency. I had agents underneath me, but I worked with business owners up to Fortune 500 companies. And really what I did was I could look at a spreadsheet and see what was wrong just like that and so that was the way in it was really interesting and then what i ended up doing was it, it evolved into teaching them how to use intentions targeted at the inner child experience when you know people like us use their products and services so it was really fascinating and i decided i didn't want to help and be in that world i signed a lot of non-disclosures because the people the people that were hired to do that job didn't know how to do it and they hired me in secret <laughs> you know <laughs> to do it so it's been an interesting road but numbers don't lie and i love numbers i've always loved numbers always been good at them and boy i found my niche when i when I went back to school in 2008, 2009, and practicing um, tax-free retirement strategies for clients that had a um, $5 million net worth or better. So there are, you know, there are, there are things in the textbook, baby. <laughs> Who's that? You get scared. Here. Who's that? Let me introduce you to my little monkey here. This is little Cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Cuddles. No. Oh, did you get scared? Yeah. Oh, now she's like ignoring me. But it's interesting because um, I went back to school for to search out strategies. I really wanted to get behind the Iron Curtain. And what I learned is there are tax strategies in the books that were created by the government for the government employees that the public doesn't know about, but that's what I teach. So I, I gotta ask you, you've been, you've been in the music business uh -huh. and the music business um, has a reputation it for does. having a lack of integrity. It does. Uh, you've been, you've been in the financial industry, uh, which also, by the way, Absolutely and does. five, 500, uh, you know, um, um, in the 500 top com companies, there's a lot of uh, companies that operate without integrity. Why do you think, because operating without integrity is is not good for your business. No. It's not good for, for your people. Yeah. It's not good for your creating your business and to doing, but why do you think so many people still operate without integrity? Mm, you know, well, there are so many answers, but the one I'm going to give you is the one that I feel the strongest about. That's what I want. I truly feel that the reason that this lack of integrity has grown as a as an epidemic 
in our in our world in our countries is simply because of greed period and simple yeah. it's greed you know they want the money but you know the thing is the i grew up in in a society and a business as a profession where customer service came first it was number one and now it's not it's it's like the dollars at number one you got all these bean counters with all these fortune 500 companies that that really care less about the people and that's why that's why i can't do what i did anymore i want to work with people and i'm not walking away from the money side or the tax-free you know sheltering thing i'm just gonna help us if you know what i mean yes ma'am you're, you're gonna help the folks that um the, the most need it and the, that don't necessarily have got the resources right. to go hire a because you are a high-powered person and sometimes it takes a lot of money well there again um it takes money to hire someone like you um, so I'm, but I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, but this is why this is actually why I'm opening joy. So in 90 days, uh, we're in the process of getting everything set up now. So I have joy university for people who want to explore their inner child and heal every part of them as deep as they want to go. I'm in, let's go. <laughs> uh, and then a joy financial institute where, um, I'm going to work with people, people that I want to work with, you know, and we're going to, we're going to change the world from the inside out. And well, when you, you got 90 days, you said. Yeah. In 90 days, we'll have joy university, uh, joy financial Institute, and then joy, um, uh, joy educational center. So we're going to set that up. When you get all that set up, mm -hmm. will you come back on the show so that we can talk about it? I will. I will. I'm loving setting it up, though. I got to oh, show okay. you something. I got to show you what I got in. Oh, isn't my, that pretty? My patent, my first patent is in, and that's my holistic health solutions for pets. Mm. See? Perfect. We're attacking every part, and... um my nonprofit, we're going to be matching and helping match um, emotionally traumatized people with dogs for therapy dogs. Very nice. Yeah, I'm really excited. I can't wait to share all of it with you once I have all the dots connected. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot to connect right now, but we're getting it done. So I got to ask you because, you know, you've been successful doing a lot of different things. What what is and this is this is now what's driving you you can see it, it in you it's it is. is it is this something that came as a, like a download from above uh do you think god is talking to you directly and is 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 asking you and begging you to put this together you know what i love that question and thank you for asking me so openly vulnerably and intimately i love that at first it was it was coming as downloads now everything is coming from within me it's like it's coming from within me and around me and everywhere i go it's just a knowing it's just the knowing that this is my why i was born and nothing is going to stop me you know you and i my dear have got the same idea only differently because I believe sincerely, honestly, and totally that this is for you and me to have this conversation. This is why I was born. Yes, I absolutely agree. And it's important that everybody feel that way. It, it, yeah. it is an incredibly freeing moment when you can, when you can say, this is my passion. This is what I love to do. And this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Or it's going to lead to something else like like you're continuing yeah, you're to evolve growing it yeah you should never and that's the point we should never limit god when we limit god we limit everything and everything around us and we it's have so much help out here the universe it just wants to deliver we just put it out there and it's we are not um capable 
I really think we're not capable of understanding how powerful we really are. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I believe, I truly, I know that I'm just touching the surface of how much of my brain that I'm using. And I fire all parts of my brain every day, all of them, I, I, I with activities and things that I do that are really fun. But I, and I know that I'm I'm really just tapping the surface here. And that's why I I want to be able to be a part of and help heal mental health like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS. I know that I'm going to be able to create some things to help refire their brains to give them a longer extended life. You are sensational, I do have to say. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come visit us today. If somebody wants to contact you directly because they're, they are impressed and also um, inspired by what you've said today, how do they reach you? They can uh, go on Instagram at um, Juniper Jillian Joy or at author Juniper Jillian Joy, uh, either one. uh, And they'll see my picture that's on the back of the book. (laughs) Um, or they can email me uh, through the website at uh, juniperjillianjoy at gmail.com and just reach out to me. I want to hear from them. Isn't it going to be amazing that you can walk into at one point any bookstore in the country and your face is going to be on the back cover right there? I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I can't wait to hear the stories of healing. That's what That's what I live for. That is really what I'm living for is to hear that they read the book and they are they are feeling good they have they're starting to have peace love and joy in their life i want that i want that for everyone and if you don't believe that you are good enough to have peace love and joy in your life Mm. get the book absolutely because that will be that's i think the first lesson that will that will take you along your along your your path um yeah because we all you know go go ahead well well, i do want to mention too the other thing that we're doing is um my non it's called joyous intentions and we're going to be doing is um we're going to be all the others are going to be funneling money into it uh to fund it uh, and of course, take donations as well for people who want to heal their their emotional, mental health, and physical health. Um, but they uh, don't have the funds, and they can't afford to, you know, um, have a therapist or use that, you know, have the access to what they need. Part of what we're going to be doing is having people. We'll have volunteers that come in and teach skills not only while we're training them on healing and helping them heal using uh, scholarships and things like that. So we're opening that as well. Uh, and that's why, you know, we everything has a purpose. And I don't want anyone to not get healing because just because they can't pay. Listen, I just don't think that's right. You know, no, we're not going to have that. Not on my watch. We're not. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. I, I wouldn't want to cross you. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, you but, know, there's nothing wrong with being kind and fierce at the same time. And <laughs> no, you, you're absolutely right. I, and, and I love that. I love that. Again, again, we've been talking with uh, Juniper Jillian Joy, and she's going to be back on the show again because she's got so much more to talk about. And if if son is your um, is the nonprofit open now? Uh, no, we put it, we're literally putting everything together. I have a nonprofit, but I'm going to close that one and start this one so that everything is, is under one, one roof. I want it to be together. When you get it together, I want you to come back on the show so that we that. can, so that we can talk about it and, and hopefully, you know, maybe Mr. Gates or somebody will be listening. I love it. I love it. Bring it on. <laughs> I love a challenge. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, before we go, Juniper, is there anything else you'd like to add before we before we go? 
I would love to help your sister if she would like to speak with me. I would love to do that. I will. I will ask her. You let Um, her know that it's available. I'm available, and I could. I'm. Will put myself up out there. I appreciate that, my friend. Okay. You are. You are such a wonderful human being. I just have to. I just have to say. Thank you. And I and I thank you for all that you're doing for humanity, for the world, for all of us. And uh, um, any any way that I can support your work, just let me know. Thank you so much, Kevin. I love being here with you. I love it. It's like <laughs> it's more like you know what it's what we do is not work. This feels like this when we do what we love, it doesn't feel like work at all. So there's that, you know. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So I appreciate all of your support. Thank you for having me on the show again. <laughs> you are so welcome, and you are going to come back. Well, as an example, just so you know, I've got three hours of shows coming up that I'm doing back to back to back to back, mm-hmm. and I enjoy doing it so much. It's just it just fills my soul. Yeah, I love that. So I, I, I want to thank you. Thank, well, thank you. you again for being here, and uh, and again, go to uh, Juniper Jillian joy.com uh get the book the first story of intentions the introductions <coughs> excuse me the introductions to the inner child and i look and she's going to be back on because there is so much more to this girl than we've discovered so far <laughs> and i thank you so much for being here if you'll wait right there i will be right back Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.